All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome in to Daily Faceoff Live, your go-to source for everything hockey. Live every weekday at noon Eastern. Staying alive, the Dallas Stars are, and we got to wait at least a couple more days to find out who will be squaring off in the Stanley Cup Final. Welcome into Daily Faceoff Live, brought to you by Batano. The game starts now at batano.ca. 19 plus, please play responsibly. He's former NHL player, current Chicago Blackhawks analyst, Colby Cohen. Colby, how you doing? I'm doing well, Frank. I'm laughing at your... Uh... Your intro into the show, giving the stars a little bit of hope that I just don't really think exists. All right, well, let's dive in. Let's throw two minutes and 30 seconds up on the clock, and let's start with exactly that. Um, the Dallas Stars pull off a 3-2 win in overtime. Joe Pavelski becomes one of the oldest players ever to score an OT winner in a conference final. And when you look at Nick Robertson coming alive in the series, a two-goal game, 10-plus shots on net in the third period. Plus, Nick Robertson scoring in a couple other games in this series. You're sure that you don't give the Dallas Stars any life against the Golden Knights, who really didn't seem all that engaged in game four with a chance to sweep the Stars? Yeah, I, I really don't, Frank. I think the, the Vegas Golden Knights are, are a good team. I think their structure and their discipline is, is also really good. It wasn't their best game, but you also have to credit the Dallas Stars. They came out, they played desperate. Seemed like the first time in this series they were getting second and third opportunities. They were getting good looks kind of down the middle. I think one thing Vegas does well with their structure is they really keep things to the outside. They don't give up middle ice in the neutral zone very easily either, which generally uh, means you're starting the rush 
in a non-scoring area as you enter the offensive zone. So uh, I do think Vegas is going to clean it up. I think Jack Eichel's been uh, incredible in the playoffs. I think Marcia Zoe, uh, is starting to score some goals, which I think is important for that team. Uh, but it is it is a fair point that you make when you talk about Robertson. That goal he scored last night with that little two-touch play, I mean, that what is about some serious level of skill. He's been inconsistent. You know, he played well, but, you know, and he's a BU guy. So it's it's hard for me to ever criticize a BU guy, Frank. But, you know, ultimately, I haven't loved how inconsistent he's played. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, I think that's been actually one of the big storylines of uh, the playoffs has been that Jake Ottinger just has been all over the place for the Stars. Like, you, you look at his save percentage, still sub 900 for the postseason. Um, and someone that um, I just I think a lot of people were expecting more from, not to say that he's been the reason the Stars have lost. I think the Stars in general have been pretty inconsistent in terms of their approach and their play. What you get from them one night is not the same as what you get from them another night. And that's not a recipe for success when it comes to the postseason. So, you know, when you look to Saturday night and you look to game five, what do the stars need to do to, to plant a real seed of doubt winning on the road in Vegas? Well, one thing they're going to have to do is they're going to have to score on the power play. Uh, I think that's going to be really important. The game winner last night is a power play goal. Haskinen has such good patience. You know, he receives that puck in the slot. And as he shifts and gives himself one or two inches of space, as he kind of puts the puck out in front of himself, that makes him a shooter or a passer. So as a goaltender, Aiden Hill then has to front him. And it's too bad McKenna's not here to kind of back me up on this as a goaltender. But that means the goaltender has to then respect that shot. And that gives Joe Pavelski just a little bit more time to let that thing go and find the net. So I think if they can win the special teams here throughout the rest of the, the series, maybe they have a chance. But I, I just don't see it. Yeah, and the flip side, Vegas has been so disciplined too. It's really hard to get the power play going when you're not dealing with a significant number of opportunities. Let's get to a mini icebreaker segment. Colby, I had a story that was posted on dailyfaceoff.com on Thursday about Kyle Dubas and his agent that the NHLPA is reviewing after multiple complaints from multiple agents and agencies. The perceived conflict of interest that exists between Kyle Dubas and his uh, representation uh, coming from the same firm, not the same agent, but the same firm as uh, the one Wasserman that represents uh, Austin Matthews among 70 other star players in the game. Uh, I don't know how much is going to come of that in the sense that, first off, this is a real big test for uh, one of the first big tests for Marty Walsh as the new executive director of the NHLPA to be put on his plate. And I don't see anything, Colby, in black and white that shows you that agencies are prevented from representing NHL GMs and coaches, et cetera. It just says, according to the regulation, agents, even if that's not what the spirit of the rule has been. So we'll park that one. Um, but the Toronto Maple Leaf search, going back to that, I think it, it's sort of progressing. I think it's a little bit slow uh, in the early stages, I guess, is the, is the way to frame it. But um, everyone expects that Brad Tree Living will be interviewed at some point if he hasn't been already by the Leafs for that position. But I want to throw a couple other names at you that I've heard in the last few days. Uh, those include uh, Peter Shirelli. They include, um, let's see, just checking my notes here, Jason Botterill of the Seattle Kraken. 
and Mark Bergevin, among others. So uh, those are four names that I expect to be in the mix to interview if they haven't, again, already for the Toronto Maple Leafs with their general manager search to replace Kyle Dubas. Do any of those names stand out to you, Colby? You know what, Frank? It's interesting because a lot of this to me really falls on how involved Brendan Shanahan is going to be in hockey decisions day to day. I understand a president oversees, but are you getting involved in the day to day? Are you vetoing hockey trades? Are you, uh, you know, circumventing the process or lengthening the process for your general manager to get things done, get things approved from ownership. So depending on how involved Brendan Shanahan wants to be sort of depends on who I think is going to end up with this job, because does a seasoned veteran type of general manager want that? Or is this more a guy like maybe Jason Botterill who got a quick little job as a, you know, had a, had a brief stint as a general manager uh, I believe in in Buffalo, in Buffalo, uh, and yep. then he's kind of gone back. Yeah, he's gone back to being an assistant. So it really just depends. Like I don't know. It seems like there's more behind the curtain as you've been writing about and you've been reporting over the last couple of days, and kind of makes you wonder uh, for Kyle Dubas if 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 his next situation will have to be different based on what he dealt with there in Toronto. So uh, it'll be interesting. I, I, I think the guy uh, Travelling from Calgary, I, to me, he's an interesting candidate because uh, he understands the Canadian market, obviously not Toronto, but I do think there's something to be said for that. Yeah, I agree. It kind of seems like to me, at least someone that stands out alone in terms of that group of candidates, but uh, we'll see how it all plays out. Also expecting some news, Colby. Uh, in the next few days, maybe now beyond the Memorial Day weekend on the sale of the Ottawa Senators, I've also been reporting that the Nico Sparks-led group, one of four bidders to put down a deposit. Uh, it's certainly been some alarming details that have been surfacing. Sources say that within the last 24 hours, the Sparks Finance Group is still soliciting funding. They're still looking for investors and I did happen to see some of the messages that were going back and forth between the Sparks Group and investors, them saying, quote, this is somewhat of an urgent matter. So uh, seems a little late in the game to be still soliciting money when you've already put a deposit down. I don't know how you can be seen as an authentic bid, but we'll see. There's uh, lots to still sort out with the Sens, which they are nearing a potential record transaction for an NHL franchise. Colby, let's play a little game. It's Friday. We don't have a game on the slate tonight. Let's call it uh, fill in the blank. So I'm going to throw this one at you. Speaking of the Toronto Maple Leafs, there is a blank percent chance that Austin Matthews signs an extension this summer with the Leafs. I would say pre-July 1, there's a 5% chance. Signing one this summer, a little bit longer, I would say I would give it a, a 25, maybe to 30% chance. Um you know, I also think he wants to wait and see and, and see, you know, who gets hired, what's things going to look like, what's the new messaging, do they really want him? Does the GM look at Austin Matthews as the guy for the future? That's another important part. So, you know, I, I think it's less than a 50% chance that he does a deal this summer, especially with Dubas moving on. I think if Dubas doesn't get fired, I think this gets done a lot quicker um, and, and is more of a guarantee. So I'm going to go a bit higher. I'm going to say a 60% chance that Austin Matthews signs an extension with the Leafs this summer. You, you made a great point about the timing, and I think there's so much to figure out in terms of 
the next general manager? What's his plan? What's his vision? And more to the point, is he keeping the core four around? Austin Matthews, it's no secret, has had the best success of his career when he's been on the ice with Mitch Marner. So I'm going to say 60%. All right, question number two, fill in the blank. Matthew Kachuk is a top blank player in the league. Top five, top 10, top 30. What's your number? To me, he's a top five player in this league. I think this playoffs has really shown it. Um, I think that he's been, you know, climbing the rankings and sort of climbing the mountain. And when you look at the way he plays, he's just really good and elite in so many areas. It's not just the scoring. It's not just the passing. It's the physicality. It's the uh, the compassion in the way that he plays, the emotion in the way that he plays. You see him laying out to block shots. You see him leading by example. He just does everything to me. He really does. He might not be as smooth and as pretty as when Kucherov makes a play on the power play or um, you know, any of these other highly skilled forwards. But to me, he might be the most complete player at the forward position in the NHL, but definitely a top five player in the league. And I, to me, I, I think he's going to win the Conn Smythe after his team wins the Stanley Cup this year. So this was a great question from Tyler. And I really hem and haul on this because, like, let's say you're starting a franchise – and you get to start your team from scratch and you go through a draft, like where would he fall on your list? So it's something like McDavid, Dreisaitl, Makar, McKinnon. Like is Kachuk right there or is there a goalie? So just full transparency, before the season started, I had Kachuk as one of the 17 franchise players in the NHL. I had him at number 14. I think he's inside the top 10, but I, I'm like, I'm all over the place. I kind of like... I love all those attributes that you mentioned, but I, I think saying he, I think he's top 10, not top five. So um, I'd have to really go through the list and try and figure out if I was building a team. He, he's certainly right up there though. And, you know, I think it's always dangerous to have a conversation like this just because there is obviously inherent recency bias there. And then you can ask the question of, you know, why, where was he in the playoffs last year for the Calgary Flames, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But I don't think there's any doubt that he is super superstar status in the NHL, and and it just yeah, makes but I'll, the Florida. I'll, but I have to push back on you a little bit, Frank, because I'm going to say we've never seen Leon Drysaitel or Connor McDavid in a Stanley Cup final. And granted, Connor McDavid lives on a planet of his own. He, to me, there's no conversation. It's Connor McDavid and the field. Okay, but I'd put him ahead of Drysaitel. I really would. Look how he's willing his team to the Stanley Cup. In every big moment, he makes whatever play necessary. Yes, there is recency bias there, uh, but ultimately you look at his points in the regular season and you look what he's doing in this postseason. We judge this sport on Stanley Cups. This guy is going to play for a Stanley Cup, something his father never did, okay? And his father is one of the greatest American-born players of all time. So I I'm all in on him. I, I just love watching him play. And, you know, I'll, I'll argue with anyone that he's a top five player in the NHL. It's a great debate. Um, you know, I just, it's it's an amazing one to think about too. The Panthers even playing for the Stanley Cup. They lost their way into the playoffs. If the Pittsburgh Penguins beat the Chicago Blackhawks, we're not talking about the Florida Panthers and Matthew Kachuk. We're talking about a, an off season of turmoil for both the Panthers <laughs> and the Calgary Flames. So there's so many things to unpack. Uh, speaking of off-season of turmoil, I don't think it's going to be that one, but we continue with our off-season series with 
the Detroit Red Wings and looking forward to what's on tap for them. Colby, when you look at this team, I think anyone would agree that they've made strides this past season. Um, they wanted to be playing meaningful games in March, and I, I don't know that they really accomplished that, but certainly a team that's on the rise. I think they made a bunch of really smart moves. They also made some really intriguing ones, trading a defenseman like Philip Ronick, who seemed to fit their age scheme and exactly where they were trending towards and building. What would be priority number one for you this offseason if you were Steve Eiserman in charge of the Red Wings? Yeah, so, you know, I, I just looking at everything that they have, they've got a ton of cap space and they've got a ton of draft capital and they've got one of the best prospect systems in the NHL. There's a number of players that are on the cusp of becoming full-time uh, legitimate NHL players. Uh, their roster, um, there's flexibility. They've got Larkin signed for eight years. They've got Cop signed for four years. And then there's there's only two other players that have three years on their deal. So there's a lot of opening and availability, okay? One of the first things I'm doing, I'm getting a long-term deal done for Moritz Seider. He is um, you know, a restricted free agent. I love his game. I am getting him locked up for the next eight years. Um, you might even be able to get a little bit of a discount, right? Because you're going to give him the eight years right off the, the first contract rather than doing a bridge deal and then getting crushed on it. Um, but look, I think they need to be aggressive this year, Frank. And I think it's finally time for Iserman to realize that the rebuild in a way has worked because you've got Simon Edvinson, a six foot six defenseman. He's ready. He's 20. He's ready to be an NHL. Bergeron, same thing, 22 years old. He's ready for the NHL. Marco Casper, eighth overall, 19 years old, looks ready for the NHL. Same thing with Soderblom and Walling and Wallander, defenseman and forward. Big guys, six foot eight, six foot four, 20 and 21. They are ready to be NHLers. Let me tell you what Steve Eiserman needs to do this summer after he locks up Moritz Seider. He needs to go get a deal done for Austin Matthews. He needs a star player on that team. He needs to bring in some serious help, okay? Larkin is not going to be the guy who leads you to the cup. You need a guy like Matthews. Maybe you look at bunting in free agency. Alex Debrinkat is from Michigan. He's dragging his feet signing in Ottawa. It's time. And the free agency crop this year is not great. So maybe it's not this free agency. Maybe it's next free agency. But it is time for them to go out and get some ammo. You, you drafted well. You've developed well. They're all on the cusp of being NHLers. Now go get a couple of stars and see if you can finally become a team to compete for a Stanley Cup. I know I took the entire time on this one, but I did a bunch of research. I thought they were a very interesting offseason case. They've got fix in the first two rounds this year. They've got three in the first two rounds next year. A lot of capital. You can be aggressive with that. If you want to get Austin Matthews, it's going to take a lot of first-round picks. It's going to take prospects, and it's going to take money. They have all those things. It's interesting. That's one place if I were to come up with a list of five of them, I don't know that I would have even included Austin Matthews on that list. And as you mentioned, Steve Eisenman and the Detroit Red Wings pretty active last summer. Uh, on the free agent front, Andrew Kopp, David Perron, uh, et cetera, um, Ben Sherratt. I mean, they, they, they've done a ton there in recent years, and I'd expect that aggression to continue as Steve Eiserman is putting the pieces together. Uh, let's continue with our offseason series, and let's focus on the Washington Capitals with the All-32 and Stephen Wino. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Thrilled to have my pal Stephen Wino join us for the All 32 today to talk about the Washington Capitals and their off-season outlook. Stephen covers all things at the Associated Press related to hockey as their national hockey writer based in Washington. Stephen, uh, got to start with the coaching search. Where do you think things stand? It's sort of been a little bit quiet on the Caps front in terms of you know who they're speaking to, when are they going to get someone in place, and this is a pretty big hire after Peter, La- Peter Laviolette and the Washington Capitals decided to part ways and not sign an extension to remain in Washington. Yeah, Frank, it, it quiet, but also Brian McClellan's not in a, a huge rush here. And, and I know he wanted to go about the first round of the playoffs and see what was going to happen with guys like Gerard Gallant, potentially Jeff Halpern and this on John Cooper's staff in, in Tampa, Spencer Carberry in, in Toronto, among the, the kind of names out there. This could come out of nowhere, and it really wouldn't surprise me if someone like Todd Nelson, uh, who's coaching in Hershey right now, has NHL coaching experience before, also factors into this. He's coaching in the Final Four now of the Calder Cup playoffs in the AHL, and basically Brian McClellan has a wide swath of coaches to choose from. I mean, he could look at someone who is experienced, like a, a Travis Green or Gerard Gallant, everything down to a Jeff Halpern and Spencer Carberry, and it's a fascinating job, too, because this is a team that's still trying to win. Alex Ovechkin signed three more years, chasing Wayne Gretzky's record, a team that missed the playoffs this year, but had gone the previous eight seasons and still has kind of veteran talent around. Brian McClellan has a lot of kind of, a lot of guys signed long-term, but still has a very important summer of figuring out what direction this team's kind of retooling is going to go and, and what kind of coach fits it, whether you want someone who's going to kind of cater to veteran players or if you want someone who's maybe better than some than Peter Laviolette at integrating younger players into your lineup. Well, Steven, I, I think that it's, it is really interesting to see who's going to coach that team. I, I got to play a couple of games for, for Spencer Carberry throughout my career. And, and, you know, I always felt like he just had it. There was something about him that screamed, I'm going to be an NHL head coach one day. I hope he ends up getting an opportunity to do that. But looking at their roster situation right now, you know, 10 forwards and five defensemen regulars are coming back next year. So what's the one name on that list? that's not going to be there come training camp via trade, buyout, whatever the situation is that I'm going to or the fans are going to be really surprised about? 
I think it's Tom Wilson, and and, and that's the that's the name. Anthony Manth is an obvious one. I, I think he's a, a serious buyout candidate if Brian McClellan doesn't want to give up an asset to have someone take the final year of Anthony Manth's contract. But Tom Wilson is going into the final year of his deal, and and, and the sides are going to get a chance to talk about a long-term extension. The previous deal that maybe looked crazy at the time initially in 2018 isn't crazy anymore. He's Tom Wilson's kind of outperformed that contract. He's coming off a, a torn ACL and, sur and surgery a year ago and, and going into a final year of a deal that I don't know how far apart these sides might be in terms of where they're going on a long-term deal. And, and when teams look to find a power forward, find toughness, all of these things, Tom Wilson fits that bill. And when you're, you're a team like the Capitals and trying to kind of get younger in a lot of ways, there's not a whole lot of assets on, in your kind of system from draft picks and prospects to be able to kind of get the, that kind of younger talent. And while Anthony Mantha's probably gone, we don't know what Nick Backstrom's future looks like in terms of his injury. Same with TJ Oshie. Tom Wilson might be the guy, if they can't get an extension, who is going elsewhere before opening night. Yeah, so add Tom Wilson to the list, Stephen. You mentioned Anthony Matha. I reported a bit on him last week that he certainly is out there and available. But what about Evgeny Kuznetsov? He's such a fascinating player, pure talent. Uh, you've seen it in the playoffs and their run to the Stanley Cup uh, back in 2018. Someone that just oozes that skill but lacks the consistency. And obviously that's been frustrating at times for the Caps. How do you see this playing out? Because he does have two more seasons that close to an $8 million cap hit. What is he going? Is he staying? What would you handicap that? I would say he's available, but the Capitals don't want to give any Kuznetsov away. This is a guy who, when he's playing at his best, can be a point of game player in the NHL. And he has even said to us, he could be the MVP of the league if he cared every single game. But that's the problem. Scouts and, and other teams are watching that as well and see kind of the effort going up and down with Evgeny Kuznetsov from game to game. And, and the Capitals did this dance two summers ago and, and, and looked at trading him wound up holding on to him because his value was very low. He came back and had a great season and then had a bad season. And, and I don't know if it's a roller coaster ride with, with someone like Evgeny Kuznetsov that you, if you hold on to him, you hope he's got a better year ahead of him. But the Capitals don't necessarily have replacements for him and maybe Nick Backstrom down the middle. Dylan Strom signed five years, $25 million to stick around. He, he's a piece there. Lars Eller traded at the deadline. He wasn't going to return anyway. It's not like the Capitals can afford to just give him away. But if there's anybody who might see the potential in him, it might be new Nashville Predators general manager Barry Trotz, who coached Evgeny Kuznetsov in Washington, kind of knows how to handle Evgeny Kuznetsov and, and kind of the, the quirks of his personality, of his game. But this is not going to be a giveaway. This is not like the Capitals just want to get out from under that contract. If you're still trying to win, and they are, in Alex Ovechkin's final three years of this contract, you can't just afford to, to, to unload Evgeny Kuznetsov. They're going to get something of value back. And it might wind up being someone's junk, someone's other kind of bad contract they want to get rid of. But someone is going to have to, to fill a, a drastic hole down the middle in Washington. Going to be a fascinating summer in the nation's capital. Thank you so much to Stephen Wino for joining us today for the All 32. You can follow him on Twitter at S Wino. He is the national hockey writer for the Associated Press. Thanks, Stephen. Take care. Thanks, guys. All right, Colby, time for our daily face-off inbox question of the day. This is a gut reaction, a gut feel. Is Joe Pavelski a Hall of Famer? He's one of 97 players in NHL history with 
1,000 career regular season points. He's 40th in playoff points and with his overtime winner on Thursday night. Joe Pavelski tied Maurice Rocket Richard for 18th uh, with his 18th career playoff game winner tied for fifth all time. So Joe Pavelski, Hall of Famer, yes or no? I don't think so. And just you're asking for a gut reaction. Uh, my gut reaction would be no. If Jeremy Roenick's not in the Hall of Fame, I don't see how uh, Joe Pavelski is in the Hall of Fame. That's a fair. It's a fair consideration and fair. Um, I say comparison. Uh, I would tend to agree with you. No, but what Joe Pavelski is doing at age 37 and 38, putting together the two best seasons of his career. It's kind of been amazing to see that I can't think of anyone who's defied father time and been a point per game impact player like that, you know, closing in on 40 years old. It's been absolutely incredible to see what he's been able to do. All right, let's get to uh, Tyler Uremchuk and our daily face-off Batano daily bet segment. Tyler, no game on the slate tonight, but there is one to look forward to on Saturday. How are you going to fill your time? Well, I'm going to fill my time by betting on the con Smythe, Frank. Our friends at Botano.ca have some odds up. The game starts now with Botano. Even when there's no game on, you have something to look into over on Botano. And I think the Florida Panthers are going to win the Stanley Cup. They were my pick at the beginning of the conference finals when you could get them at close to plus 400. But I want to look at the MVP odds because I think there's some sneaky value here. I have my plus 400 bet locked in on the Panthers. And now I'm looking at Jack Eichel to win the con Smythe, Frank. And those odds are very good. Plus 400. If Vegas is going to go on and win the cup and beat the Florida Panthers in that final, I don't, I think it's almost a borderline lock that it would be Jack Eichel winning the MVP. I know Mark Stone is right there in the odds race as well, but it's a decent little hedge spot for me. So I'm going to lock in a Jack Eichel con Smythe bet. And hey, if you're someone who's looking at the Stanley Cup odds, the Golden Knights are minus 105, I think right now to win the cup. Jack Eichel at plus 400. That is a massive difference. And again, is he not the most likely con Smythe winner? So it's a quick one for me today, Frank. I'm looking at these M playoff MVP odds on Botano, and I just see Jack Eichel sticking out a little bit too much. I think there's a lot of value on this guy. Frank, I'll flip this your way. Am I wrong in my assessment of where Eichel stands in the MVP race? Is he not the guy if Vegas is going to win? Well, he is, but the thing is, we also don't know how the Stanley Cup final is going to play out. What if no. Mark Stone goes on an absolute tear or Jonathan Marchessault has a five-goal game? Like, It's not supposed to be the MVP of the Stanley Cup final. It's supposed to be the MVP of the entire playoffs. I think voters do a really good job with that, but I think it's a great head spot for you because it is pretty likely, and if you bet 100 bucks on each, you're guaranteed a $200 profit, if I can do the math mm -hmm. correctly. So um, I certainly understand it from your perspective. I don't know that I'd be running to the betting window to get Jack Eichel at 400, if that makes any sense to you. But yeah, for your own unique I'm riding it with you, again. Tyler. Yeah. I'm riding it with you, Tyler. I love that plus yeah. 400 Jack Eichel. I'm, I'm going heavy on that. I think Eichel's winning, and I think they're winning. Colby, you think the Golden Knights are winning the cup final anyway, right? No. Well, I mean, I, I think that they are going to win this next series. And I do think that they're – look, I've been betting against Florida the entire playoffs. I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon now. I love Matthew Kachuk, but I'm still taking Vegas in the finals. I, it wouldn't be true to myself to all of a sudden – I mean, I had him losing every round. I didn't even give him to game seven in the last round. I, I said Kane's in six. 
Well, uh, Tyler, who would you have winning a cup final between Vegas and Florida? I still think it's going to be Florida, Frank. Team of Destiny vibes, Sergey Bobrovsky playing as well as he is. I just think that team's going to grind down Vegas in a best of seven. It'll go deep, but I got the Panthers. All right. Thanks to Tyler for our daily face-off Batano daily bet segment. And speaking of Sergey Bobrovsky, that's a perfect lead-in to garbage time. <laughs> I love Charles Barkley so much. He's everywhere. He's on commercials. He's on NBA on TNT. If you go to the Stanley Cup final, I was in Tampa at the Stanley Cup final a year ago eating at Burns Steakhouse. Who's over there but Charles Barkley? He's hockey's biggest fan. He's one of hockey's biggest promoters. And he also occasionally gets a name or two wrong every now and again. Check this out. Oh, here we go. Hey, guys, TNT for the first time ever got the Stanley Cup final. Energy, man. And I'm going to just tell y'all something. Sergei Bobkov, that's the goalie for the Panthers. <laughs> Mr. Barkov, congratulations. But Matthew Kachuk, oh. we are not oh, worthy. Man. Sergey Babovka. I mean, <laughs> God, God love him, Sergey Babovka. It's 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 one of the best pronunciations of all time. And and what a day to start a holiday weekend. What a way to start a holiday weekend here in the U.S. with Memorial Day. Uh, Colby, thanks for a great edition of Daily Faceoff Live. We'll be back 12 noon Eastern on Monday. You know where to find us. Until then, have a great weekend. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special coming your way this playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and let me tell you, it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game day, you're going to be faced with four questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle. And here's a sneak peek into some of those questions we'll be firing your way. First up, you got to pick the winning team. That sounds simple, right? But there's more. You got to decide if the total amount of goals in the game will be over or under a certain amount. And that's where the real strategy starts to kick in. Next up, you're picking who's going to find the back of the net first. And you're going to want to be careful because that's one that could be cooked early on in the game. And finally, you got to predict which period is going to be the highest scoring. Will it be a barn burner in the first, a shootout in the second, or a nail biter in the third? That's up to you to decide. Now let's talk about prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? For the daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards to treat yourself to some fresh nation gear and you might even win a jersey from your favorite team. And for the big dogs, those who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge. Play now at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.